Welcome to this episode, everyone. I'm here with my longtime great friend, jiu-jitsu extraordinaire, super tough black belt, Professor Jose Giannis. How are you doing today, Jose? I'm doing great, Professor. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to talk to you. We've known each other for a very long time. I just wanted for anybody that doesn't know you yet or know your story, your background, you have a, a lot to share. And you're your transition over the years has been pretty incredible, I would say. Not everybody has known you as long as I've known you, and I think when people meet you, they just see somebody who's this polished black belt who's leading our kids' leadership class, and there's almost this this kind of mystique that you were... You've been doing it. You were always like that and you were just meant to do it. But the truth is you haven't been doing martial arts since you were like five years old and, you know, everybody has their story. So I want to share that a little bit and, and talk about really what martial arts has done for you and now what you're what you're doing so special in giving back. Talk about like, well, just tell everybody a little bit like how'd you find jujitsu and why'd you get started? Yeah, well, um, like you said, I've never been a uh, martial artist. I started jujitsu at 21 which is still a good age, um, but it's not that the years of a, a kid, you know, starting as a, as a teenager. I was involved with uh, Taekwondo and a little bit of boxing, which mm. helped. Um, and that's the main reason I was been um, captivated towards Jiu-Jitsu is the whole fighting aspect of it. Right. Originally, I thought I was going to be a fighter, and I was imagining myself walking out. So I was intrigued with Jiu-Jitsu. I think you were as well. I think a lot of people were with um with the UFC and yeah. just uh, stylistically how jiu-jitsu was so superb to every other martial arts style that was fighting it just intrigued me and I was like I need to learn that so I can fight anyhow um, as a teenager you know coming up uh, I was want to find it there was not access like there is right now like during you can't just go online and find team took like you guys can do it now uh, there was very few uh, jiu-jitsu instructors who were actually black belts uh, back then and um, so there was not a lot of opportunities uh if it, w it wasn't until i got into your uh your um your system training with under instructors that were that were under you um that wasn't i was finally introduced into jiu-jitsu and i was 21 mm -hmm. i was able to find it on my own and that's something that is great uh i always tell the kids you guys are lucky to have parents uh bring you here and uh you know give you this uh, not only just jiu-jitsu but being uh in a program like uh at team took it's educationally changing lives i mean uh we can say we can see it based on the on the results with the kids and then more than anything like you said polishing me as an instructor as well as a person so yeah uh the whole uh idea of um jiu-jitsu came from fighting mma but yeah. i just fell in love with jiu-jitsu and how how much i didn't know you know like being right. a white belt well, and i remember too and um when i started i was i was drawn like i watched the first ufc's and i was like i've, I've got to learn that yeah. i was so drawn to it i love the technical aspect and i love that a little person could beat a big person and um and then when i started doing jujitsu like the chokes and everything it was just it was something amazing uh but i think with like with many things that we find that draw our interest what the reasons why we start are not always the same reasons why we stay for a long time like i yeah. still love that part of it because there's yeah. still new moves but i i really embraced kind of a new lifestyle and and uh, outlook on the rest of my life through the martial arts mm -hmm. so uh, i think you had a similar you know a similar upbringing in the martial arts yes and, and it and it was you know it's like uh like you said it it's the uh that's really cool but then you get in um 
Uh, you become part of the culture, the lifestyle. Uh, I started as anybody else, you know, at the end of the line, didn't know anything. In fact, my best friend, uh, I met him the first day of jiu-jitsu, so, you know, we became friends from since then. Um, I was able to bring him back into jiu-jitsu after many years. Uh, so, yeah, the the idea of you entering the lifestyle of jiu-jitsu, it happens. I know a lot of times we try to force ourselves into it, but for me, it was the white belt level where I learned to accept being a white belt. And uh, using competitions, getting into a lifestyle. A lot of people don't know, but I was um, I was pretty, you know, b- much bigger back then. I was at one point 225 pounds. Yeah. You know. Pure uh, muscle. Pure muscle. Yeah. Uh, I just went on a hardcore diet and. Um, <laughs> And now I walk around like 180, low, high 170s. Uh, but it, like you said, it was the lifestyle. It was uh, the defeats. I remember um, I went to a tournament that you threw ground control where Marcelo yeah. Garcia came. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was, yeah. I was Homolo, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Fowler. Fowler. Yeah. I was a big Mike Fowler. He was like my first idol. And I knew Marcelo Garcia was like this huge megastar. Mm-hmm. And I knew Rafael Lovato, Homolo, and I got to watch them compete as a white belt and that really intrigued me and one pack one one thing that i told myself is i i, I don't know if i was going to be a world champion or anything like that but man i wanted to be a black belt you know yeah. i wanted to be i was i don't know how so every time i missed class or i couldn't make the class which was rare it had to be related to work i felt like i was falling behind mm-hmm. like i couldn't i couldn't miss one day because my teammates were learning something i was not yeah. You know, and so that that drive is what kept me going, and I got my blue belt a lot quicker than other students, but they don't see that aspect of it. I used to drive an hour to go train with like guys like your students at that time. I just go Tay. Yeah. On a Saturday because we only had classes twice a week. Right. You know, and at it, the uh, was this the spring location? Yeah, the yeah. spring location, and then eventually we had three days a week, and um. And yeah, working construction all day, driving. I lived in Conroe. That's what people don't understand. I mm-hmm. live. I drove to Spring from wherever I was in work, and then I drove 45, 50 minutes at night after yeah. training. And then I would give, which um, I, um, at that time was my relationship, whatever time I had. And right. they supported me, which was a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and then from there on, the com- competition aspect took over the lifestyle. And uh, opportunities came where I was able to start teaching, helping teach yeah. the classes. You mentioned something about, I have a similar story. When I was, when I was getting started, I was driving almost an hour one way to mm-hmm. get there. And... Um, I had some friends and family at the time that really thought like I was obsessed and because I was, but I don't think this is a bad word, Mm -hmm. obsession. Delusion is not good, but obsession was something that you love and you're passionate about. I think it's important to pour yourself into it. And um, it's a lot of sacrifice because there are other avenues that might provide more fun or more money or more, um, you know, recognition or just other things. And, And a lot of times we, we take those for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we take them because people expect us to take a different path. Yeah. And um, really following your heart with something that you love is uh, is not easy. But but now it's like the same question we always talk about with, with the kids is like, when you get to black belt, what would you trade it for? Yeah. Would you trade it for $100,000? Mi- There's no amount of of money or recognition that I would trade all that experience for. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, like I, I gave up 
another career, like another thing where I could make more money than, you know, following my, my passion. But one of the things that, uh, like you said, the obsession that I had for jujitsu, it was something that I just kept growing. I, I mean, I went through situations with my family mm-hmm. were not uh, very understanding of this. Yeah. Coming from, a, you know, traditional Mexican culture is like they expect you to, you know, have a, a job and probably be married by the time you're 21 years old. I was 20. I was starting jujitsu at 21 years old. Right. You know, so I, I had a so lot of So jujitsu came in and just derailed your whole family yeah, culture. And pretty much, you know. Uh, <laughs> my for, bad. <laughs> for a long time. And, you know, like I said, uh, sometimes, like you said, you we look for other satisfactions and fun things. We look for um, maybe a relationship to make us happy. You know, make maybe a work is not going so well or maybe stressful. But the reality, anything that you do in life for a long period of time can be stressful. Yeah. Right? And any partner that will leave you love for one year is not going to give you the same love for 10 years. So it, it, what does that mean? It means you have to be selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you have to do what makes you happy. And I went with it. I went with my passion. And up to now, my family un- now understands. Yeah. After so many years, they understand why I'm doing it and, and my passion. But I, uh, for a long time, they didn't understand why I was maybe you know using money to do that and potentially getting hurt. My mom, you know didn't understand oh you could potentially get hurt i could potentially get hurt stepping out of the bat you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but the idea is this makes me happy uh and they see it up to now my brother oscar he tells me like i'm like he tells me that he's very happy for me because even without the i guess my family not being in favor of me pursuing this fighting and everything he knew that i did it because i wanted to that was my passion right you know and so yeah i wouldn't trade it uh i don't know what life would give me without jujitsu but uh all i know is giving me a lot more than what i can give jujitsu that's why right now we're trying to help people give other kids uh something that we got in so then uh, from jujitsu so they can become better people or they pass it on yeah you know and i yeah i want to talk about that um in a second what you've been doing with the kids because i I see the transformation in our kids program as a result of your efforts and in you becoming this leader but first i I want to i want to backstep because i remember a time when you were a blue belt and you had already been training a little while before you and i really trained much together Mm -hmm. and i remember that moment and one of the most gratifying things for me is watching somebody grow up grow in the sport in the art and um become kind of a challenging training partner so I remember as you were getting better at purple belt and, and really, um, you know, I remember thinking, man, this guy's getting tough. And then as a competitor and a brown and even black belt level competing in like the fight to win tournaments and um, and a successful run as an MMA fighter. Uh, and then to the point where now I consider you like my my toughest training partner. And it's really an awesome feeling to, uh, like I said, like. I have so much respect for your technical level mm-hmm. that I will try my best to destroy you when we go. And I'm not, I'm like, yeah. not successfully, but I know that like the only way I can push you is I've got to give you 100% yeah. and you back to me. And so there's almost those those heated moments where it's like, oh, you sweat me. Like it's almost like this emotional thing. And then we go back and forth. I think that... Uh, training environment and those relationships are so important yeah. you know and, and i see that i try to identify students on the mat that are like that for each other even yeah. if it's kids or even if it's you know 
uh, two white belts, but they're they're similar athleticism and similar styles. Like they yeah. complement each other. Yeah. Like um. And sadly, we, before we sometimes we, as training partners we run away from that. But we, those are the training partners that you need. You oh, know? for sure. I know. I know. Like um. You know, and I'll use you again as an example. I, if I have a day where I'm like, man, I'm kind of tired today. Like, I'm not sure I want to train with this guy. I should yeah. because I know if we train together, it's going to be a learning experience. But it, that's why I'm glad, like, I'm kind of glad when you pick me because maybe I wasn't going to pick you. Yeah. And I think I do that sometimes yeah. too. Well, yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> you know? I, honestly, like, I, I look at you. I, obviously, there's the uh, the rank, so you, you can't overstep the pick. But a lot of times when I'm like, oh, I really want to go a professor, I just look at you like, you know. <laughs> you just and mad dog me. Yeah, and there's other times <laughs> where like, I don't. I hope he doesn't pick me, but I have to look at you. Who you're going <laughs> to pick? And then you're like, let's go, let's go, you know. Well, I mean, that's really where you, where you learn it is through – the challenge of th that's to me is so unique about the combative arts is it's one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one. and when you find someone who who compliments you and forces you to stretch the full extent of your limitations in order to accomplish maybe a guard pass yeah. or a sweep um that five to ten minute round um can be as beneficial as the next 10 hours yeah. of sparring you know if yeah. you have that right you know training partner yeah. so um and, and with that said it's like i mean a lot of people like you said they look at you as a polished black belt you know they don't see your beginnings you know they see me like oh it's a black belt now but uh that is the reason why i have my identity because of you if you really think about it right yeah there's a lot of people out there creating games and innovatives but i don't train with them you know what I mean? I don't train with them, so I don't. I don't, I, I get to learn and feed for them. But my idea, what I'm trying to say is, everyone hopefully sees this: is that you use your training partners to tailor your techniques. So in in my scenario, you are uh, the most well-rounded in, uh, in here, and you are aware of my game. Right. So it's like I can't keep doing. If something works on you, you adapt very quick. And then if you do something to me, I try to adapt on it. Yeah. So that's why we keep constantly. It's not like oh man, how many times, how many points you scored on me, or how many times you submit me. It's all those little battles that we constantly keep growing. Like you know, I'll I'll come out with a, a new guard, and then I'll start using it, and you'll work here and there. Then drive you me start crazy it for down. a couple of weeks, and then I <laughs> then I start to figure it out. Yeah, and then that makes me grow to find something else. That's what I always tell people yeah. you know and so that type of training like you said it that's you use it different ways it's the quality of your training we have we always try to kill each other i think we hurt each other the most but in a good way if that makes sense mm -hmm. you know uh but also only because the intensity of competitors we go against are going to be high level guys yeah and we have to push ourselves into that aspect i'm just glad i get to push a little bit more than compared to like purple belt years you know where i was just getting killed left and right yeah well and that i mean i think that's like you that's such an important part of the journey you know and you makes you appreciate reaching a high level mm -hmm. because to get to a if you're going to become a legitimate black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu you're going to tap out thousands and thousands of times you know yeah and i remember going through it and having those days where i had to remind myself that i love I love learning more than winning yeah. because if you if you want to get better, you need to be training with people that can push you like that and that are going to threaten and tap you out and put you in the bad positions. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, the way I see it, too, is like uh, you hear instructors say all the time, and it's very true. They'll say, you know, my goal is to make my students better than me. 
but I've uh, there's a little kind of caveat is like sometimes the sometimes the uh, the instructor they might let that happen too fast like oh I caught him up great good for me I did my job it's like no your job is not to stay here mm -hmm. and let the students get good so you can feel good about them passing you've got to be climbing exactly. as fast as they can and if they surpass you that's when you know that yeah. you really did your job because you were getting better along with it, them exactly and that's one thing you know like at least for me like I have improved so much but the reality is you have improved so much you haven't stopped you right. know what I mean? Like your 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 discipline, not only your discipline, but your commitment to still competing and your lifestyle. Like you know, like you taught me a lot with the the breathing exercise. The, you know, all those little things that I, you don't see on the mats that make a huge impact in your mm -hmm. lifestyle. Because I mean, I can do this for a month, I can do this for two months, but in the third month, Mark it starts getting tiring. Yeah. And after six months of this lifestyle, man, you're worn out. Yeah. And that thing, you know, this is affecting your whole life. You know what I mean? Right. So it's main maintaining that mentality of always growth and uh like you said you know i mean you show up even when you're not teaching you show up to spar mm -hmm. i mean tell me how many instructors still spar in their own class less likely are going to show up to other instructors classes to spar sure so yeah. the standards are there you know what i mean so the thing is i might be high, a higher standard or getting better yet you're still setting up the standards for me a lot higher if you know i don't know if you well, know yeah and i and to me it's um I think a big part of that, that's what keeps it exciting. Mm -hmm. Because if the moment you stop and say, well, I'm a, I'm a black belt, I don't, I don't yeah. really need to come to practice as much anymore, jiu-jitsu loses its allure. It's yeah. no longer this, you know, I mean, it's still great, but it's no longer this amazing thing with endless potential. It's like, yeah, I've got it figured out, and that's the worst place to be. Yeah. Um, and I, I've... I would be lying if I said that there wasn't a little bit of ego there when I come when I miss the class. It's like what you said yeah. earlier. It's like, well, man, they're practicing. You know, I don't want to miss the class. I yeah. want to. I want to go get better too. Yeah. So, um, no, no, yeah, I, I agree. No, it's and and that's that's a beauty part of it. And the other part about it, besides the physical part, is also being open minded. Sometimes even at blue belt, purple belt, we have a mentality established about this is our game. This is what we do. Uh, but one thing you always allow me to be is be myself with jiu-jitsu yeah you know you have always allowed me you know any technique i have ever brought to you you have never crushed it down and said that was never worked now you know what i mean no because i want to know how you're doing it because <laughs> yeah. it works on me yeah. so it's but gonna work. you know but even at that purple belt level you know at the yeah. purple level you always encouraged me to think outside the box but when i was ready you know to figure out things outside my comfort zone when i was ready mm -hmm. and so you never shut down that learn process of growth process of learning more stuff just like you do you know sometimes some student is doing a technique and you ask them how they do it because you're still learning of course. your ego could easily say man you know what that will never work on me because mm. you know what probably a student will not be able to do a technique on you you know yeah, but that's not the, that but doesn't mean not, it's not a real exactly, technique exactly yeah, you know absolutely. so your your mindset is there so it allows your students to grow it as well and if i keep that same mentality then our students kids students um, uh, uh, which is the ones that I teach the most are going to grow. You know? So on that note, um, in the last couple of years, you've really, uh, you've been, you've been teaching the kids class for a long time. Um, we've made a lot of changes in terms of the, what we're kind of the, the expectation that we're putting on the kids. It's, it's mm -hmm. beyond the scope of the jujitsu moves. Yeah. We have homework assignments. We have character, uh, projects that they have to work on and complete in order to qualify for the ranking and 
I'm not running that class. I've, I've learned how to do it uh, from mentors of mine. I've helped put it together. But you're really the one um, kind of take, who's taken ownership of the class. And, uh, and it's, I mean, it's flourishing like never before. What has it been like to watch this transition take place? And, you know, how does it feel to be kind of involved in that? Um and it's um i think it, it all starts well you know those of you guys don't know when i started teaching kids i had never had any experience teaching kids mm-hmm. you know so i went into teaching kids from um you know just helping assistance assist uh, adult classes uh so it was a complete new uh um experience for me but one of the biggest things is like you said all the other stuff that you add into the uh program that make it be, be besides being a recreational jujitsu we make it a educational uh program um that has allowed believe it or not has made everything easier for me now implementing everything has been an issue right mm-hmm. like over time because you have ways you teach classes and then you show up with hey we, we're trying to implement this not only do i have to break the barrier of the way i do things but then i have to break the barrier of, of like uh um making sure the parents accept what we're doing yeah. which they do take a role on uh reinforcing all the stuff and that is a major role for the success of the class you know like you are bringing in the material that you're giving me to implement and slowly implementing the program the, the material to the program has shown the result so showing the result has given me the uh the perspective like man this is so much easier we add this into our program yeah. uh and then the biggest objective of this um which has been fun right uh, implementing this it's uh it's, it's realizing that this is all going to benefit the kids yeah and so uh it's been really really cool to get outside of only teaching jujitsu mm-hmm. and uh learning myself learning like the things that i teach the kids i try to implement them in my lifestyle right uh and then the biggest aspect man the just the, the reward part of it you know where you see kids success full stories of a kid who was not necessarily always bully you always get that bully no it's man we i've learned with kids who have uh, autism uh, you know different things and and then seeing their char- character develop in on the mats is huge um so i mean it's 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 hard to to say to see the transformation because everything's been happening year by so year. So the the reward <laughs> process of seeing the the kids develop into uh, what they are is is truly what uh, gives everything uh, so much satisfaction. And and I mean, like coming back and teaching a class the next day and uh, going home. Uh, I mean, I don't know what instructors other instructors do, but I mean, I go home thinking about my students and like what was the issue today what was the trigger what what are things that uh, we can do how can we combine uh how can we adapt this kid into this class how sometimes kids don't get along sometimes they have issues it's just so many things you run into the mat in the mat on the mats that people don't see um but man it's just it's become like a natural uh, ability for me to have mm-hmm. deal with kids. Yeah, I don't know what is it that I get along with them. Right. Uh, that they, they don't. They see me as a mentor instructor, respect me. Yet they see me as a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it has to do with my childhood that I've always 
helping that kid that we became friends with other people or look at mentors yeah. uh, outside of home. Um, but maybe because I didn't have that, that makes me want to give that to, to the kids. So I don't know. Maybe teaching was always a passion that I had in me that I had to uncover. Yeah, and you know what I think? Um, it's it's a lot like learning jiu-jitsu. You, you start off with without the skills required to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. And if you put in the time and effort and the passion, then you're going to become great at it. And you've really grown as an instructor in that class. Um, I mean, it's, it's completely different than it was just a few years ago. And it was good a few years ago. We've always had a tough group of kids that compete and win and we're pretty well mannered. But one thing that, you know, that I feel like I've noticed is the response from the response from the parents and the attitude of the kids themselves. Yeah. The response from the parents is, it used to be, oh, he's having a good time, this is pretty fun, and now it's like, I can't believe he's doing this. I can't, I've never seen my kid put this much effort into school, yeah. and I've never seen my kid have this kind of positive attitude and m- manners at mm-hmm. home. And... um I think it's almost un- we have an unfair advantage because, you know, we're we're giving them something that is hard to get anywhere else. Yeah. That is become a martial artist. You can earn belts. You can wear this uniform. You can stand tall and proud with a team. And even if it is a little, you know, I, I try to tell parents in, in the beginning, a kid is not motivated by the values of what they're going to be when they're 25, 30 years old, they're a little more like, no, I want to, I want the recognition. That's normal behavior for a nine-year-old. Yeah. But you're connecting the, this, this positive feedback that they get with uh, the good habits that they're Mm -hmm. doing. And then later they make the connection like, oh, this actually leads to a better life. Yeah. You know, the better relationships with the people that I love and care about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, the, uh, I mean, and it has an impact on them right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, And here's the coolest thing. Like you said, it's like that, that, that part of um, you do something, you get rewarded. And it, it is use in a way like that but if you really think about it all this stuff are things that kids already do at home yep right or things that the kids are not doing that's just going to help them out just a little bit more uh and the other part is that it goes to the point where like hey what happened to your stripes what happened to your requirements to the point where like man i didn't they they you can see the stress on their face like i need to get this done you know like now it's like i i'm always on top of them but they understand the responsibility so it's not a man i have to do this like i need to get done because those are my standards Mm -hmm. i'm a leadership member you know i have to do this or even when they don't turn in stuff yeah. You'll hear the other one, like the other teammates, like, "Oh, you didn't turn in this." So it's <laughs> yeah. like the it's accountability like the norm, factor, exactly yeah. like the accountability. It's so like, that's but what you have to. You're one of us. <laughs> Get your homework done. Yeah. So and this is this is re- and they're kids. That's one thing. Uh, um, the you have to always remember that even from 13 and 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 below, you know, as, as old as 13 years old, they're kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, the idea of like sometimes, uh, let's say uh, some of my highest ranked competitors, they're not in the best behavior because they're over excited or maybe we're doing a, a game or something. All I have to do is look at them. Mm-hmm. Just look at them. Like I get to the point where everyone, like we finish a game, we're sparring, everyone's getting up, starts talking, and it starts getting loud, and I just stand there like this. And they're like, hey, shh, shh. Right. So that's the accountability. Why does it come? 
It's not because I'm a, an instructor and I make them do it. It's because I have earned their their trust yeah. and their friendship. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know what? It's not, I don't, it's not that I want to let uh, Coach down. It's just like, you know, like, I, 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 this is I wanna how we are. I want to be the person that, I'm, that I've been being this whole time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think, like, they only want to reflect our jujitsu. But no, they they reflect how we act and how we carry ourselves, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a huge uh, um, process, right. you know. I remember when I started uh, running the kids classes for you. We didn't have a lot of this stuff, you know. We didn't have a lot of kids either. We didn't have we a lot less of kids. kids and less structure, and, and it was still fine. It yeah. was it was beneficial. And I had long hair. No, I that was way that. before that. Yeah, <laughs> Coach Todd. Really like that. Yeah. Long hair. <laughs> um, oh, and then with that said, let me let me yeah. take let me not take all the credit because we have great uh, coaches here, like Absolutely. you know Professor Todd, who doesn't do it right now, but he worked with the kids uh, fundamental program for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Anthony, who's uh, uh, um, actually you know he, he started training here as a uh, little champions. Or just five-year-old kids. We didn't have the little we champions didn't have then, little champions, but he right? was five. Now he's sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So he's basically a product of what we're trying to do with kids. And if you guys uh, see Coach Anthony, he's a, a well-mannered person. You know, just like he feels a grown adult, but he's only still a teenager. He's a forty-four-year-old successful person trapped in a sixteen-year-old body. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> he's so mature. Yeah, and so it's like. that's like um what we're trying to do right so yeah uh coach anthony is now helping develop some of our kids uh we also had uh coach cameron with the little champions he taught classes before uh and other coaches that have helped and uh, a lot of assistant instructors well it all come i mean it's all a team effort exactly we're talking i'm talking with you now we're talking about your role but of course we all rely on one and and i I do want to thank all those guys for making my job easier for sure yeah you know, and and like I said, um, it's it's team effort, and the reason why uh, the success of the program or me as an instructor comes from uh, having great mentors and being um, still constantly being fed uh, information and, and resources to improve our program. Yeah. We're never satisfied. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, you know, never yeah, satisfied with what I have. Well, and I, and I think one thing too is like, um, you know. Life is stressful and competitive. No mm-hmm. matter no matter what, a lot of people frown upon those two ideas. They want to avoid stress and they want to eliminate competition, and there's no way to do that. Yeah. When you get older, you're going to be encountered with stress. There's going to be unexpected illnesses, changes in career, um, just people that you thought were... Um, you know, trustworthy or they just turn out to be different. And if you're unprepared emotionally to handle those, you're unprepared to lead a happy, resilient life. And I think the, the goal of our kids class is to provide these elements of competition and stress age appropriate so that they can grow into it and accept it. This is a normal experience. And then when they get a little older and they go through their teenage years and there's all that stress, they're they're more well equipped yeah. to take that on and that leads into college years and the rest of their lives. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, even even whatever they decide to do in life, you know, they just they're going to be more prepared. And one of the biggest things, like I've always think, I always tell them, is like, what is your legacy going to leave? You know, when you when you're not here no more, mm-hmm. what are people going to remember about you? 
And so it's huge. And I tell them, like, uh, at least for my scenario, it's like, what are you guys going to remember about me? You guys are not going to remember all those super fights. You guys are not going to remember any tournament that I win or any cool move that I do. You're going to remember what I taught you. When you're grown, you're a dad or a grandpa, you're going to be telling stories about your jiu-jitsu coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, because I, I would be saying stories about my own mentors as well. Right. You know? So that's the true legacy. And I always try to instill in them as a, as well as me is try to carry that lifestyle and lead by example. It's always we, we use that phrase a lot, but it has a true a, a big statement behind it if you truly follow it. Absolutely. Well, you're doing an awesome job, man. This was really fun. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. And uh, thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed. Be sure to tune in for the next one. See you all later.